OG Show. I am the OG, and I'm glad to be back. Glad to be doing some more podcasting here. Got an episode tonight that's, that's going to be pretty interesting, I guess. I don't know. I have, uh, for the longest time, been pulled into doing this by my co-host, and he's here tonight. Give it up for the, the one and only Adjutant J. Yep. Clap harder. Stand in your seats. Give it up for me. I'm back. I'm back. Money, weed, and bitches, baby. I'm back. <laughs> as of the Jay is back on the Leo G show, man. We're glad to have him back, Jay. Uh, you've been busy, man, and yeah. we actually we actually scheduled this one to 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 go down. So that's that's what's up. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a holiday week, first of all. So, I mean, uh, Merry Harvest holiday to you. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> um, but happy, no, I, happy I'm, eating week. Happy eating week, because that's what everybody yeah, gonna be doing is eating, basically. And shitting, isn't it? Yeah, like happy uh, quarantine eating. Um, but no, like I, I had a show uh, last week, uh, so it, it kind of coincided uh, with the taping of the. And I wanted to be another episode because I got all fired up um, in the other follow ticks episode. But I'm excited <laughs> for this one though. I'm excited because uh, okay, this one I've been okay. asking about for a while. That's what's up. Yeah. So by the time this one drops, I mean we would have passed you know the happy eating day. It's the holiday week. You know everybody's got to get and, and and we'll 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 get DJ A. So there's back a on lot of stuff that we'll know. know by the time this by the time this drops that like I I am curious to know more about. I feel like we're gonna have like some definitive answers for some stuff by the time this drops. No doubt, and we'll come back and we'll come back to it, and also we'll see if we can get DJ Arrow. To you, you, you all can have a food showdown and talk about you know the, oh, the meals picks. that you all love preparing. Yeah, that's Yo, what's up. It's can always. I can I give you a quick rundown of the menu uh, for this this Thursday? Man, how about we just post it in the links or something? Are we gonna? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a quick, I'm gonna give you a quick rundown. Super easy. Hey it's, man, you uh, give me four items. You give me four items. Go. That's the thing. It's 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 a so it's a five course. All right, so it's aperitif of proto, uh, which is a botanical, uh, non alcoholic, uh, but not sweet juice. Then we start I'm off out, with I'm uh, out, duck I'm fat. Out. You said confit. non-alcoholic. I'm out on that. Yep, duck fat confit, uh, <laughs> mushrooms and garlic. So that with, with crostini, uh, followed up by French onion soup, um, followed up by uh, seared duck breasts with uh, fingerling potatoes that have been fried in the duck fat, and then finished uh, with sweet potato mousse. So it's a bounteous harvest this year. Hey man, where's the dressing? Where's the chitlins? Where the hog balls, man? See, like all that, all that, all that shit is. We've done that. Like we're, oh, we're doing man. non-traditional this year. I, like, there's Look, nobody I else traditional, here. Traditional, man. I want the chitlins and my hot sauce and my green. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm gourmet, you know. <laughs> hey man, it sounds like you're doing some Iron Chef stuff over there, man. But look, let's get into the the real the secret deal ingredient: of the duck. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get into the real deal of the episode, man. It's it's it's. My 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 hatred toward this topic is just so whatever. But I, I, I don't know why you have so much hatred for it towards it. I hate, I really don't I hate know. the NBA. I really do. We're gonna talk about NBA, but I'm gonna tell you why. And this is just me, and this is just my reasoning. So maybe people out there can 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 tell me otherwise. But here's the thing: I mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I'm a fan. Jay, we talked about this. I'm a fan. I'm an NFL fan. I can sit mm-hmm. and I can watch the NFL like all day literally it's just me I play football I have an affinity for I love football so I can can watch it I like soccer I sit and watch soccer all damn day I like Mm -hmm. soccer it's one of those sports that I've grown to love over the past few years and I just watch it I like I like the sport when it comes to the NBA I'm just not drawn to it like I am with those other two sports and here's the thing Jay you and I both know, you know, I'm a big Atlanta fan. I'm I'm Atlanta everything. I'm I put Atlanta on my back, win, lose, or okay, draw. Okay. Braves, it, 
Is Falcons, it because soccer United. and football have grass and, and like they're outside and basketball is inside? Is that what is that the problem? No, man, no. <laughs> that <ain't laughs> I like the see, here's the thing. I like I like the sport. I guess the I have just and it's just like I said, here it's just my opinion, and you can kind of sway me otherwise. Maybe I'm seeing things wrong. But you know, I mean, I guess when I look at uh, the NFL, for example, there's a sense of parity. Now we do know there are some teams that rise to the top and there are some crappy teams in the NFL. I get it. But there is the notion that you, you know, we we, call, we say any given Sunday when you talk about the NFL, that one of your bottom tier teams can rise up and whoop, no pun intended, can rise up and beat, you know, one of your perennial contenders. It's, okay. it's just that, you know, I, I like, I like you watching You don't feel like that like happens in the NBA? It so does. Like, so like, it does. Like it does Golden happen. State has been like reigning for forever, and then like you know the Chicago Bulls have like I mean they had those six titles, but before that like you know they were just a perennial favorite, right? Like I feel like that happens in the NBA. Like don't get me wrong, like like every sport there are like the the darlings of the sport. Like in college football, you know there's like the Alabamas, the the LSU's, like you know the the George, like the schools who win and win and win and we, yeah. He was about to say Georgia. He was about to say Georgia. You was about to say Georgia. Then I started saying winning. I was like, hold up, I don't mean that. But <laughs> it's the schools that have like the tradition. I'm I'm fucking with you. It's the schools that have though the tradition of just winning. And it's the same thing in like the NFL. You know, the Patriots uh, of late have like this dynasty running. And to be fair, in the NBA, I think what has happened more so in the NBA than in other sports is that it is more amenable at least in previous iterations, it was more amenable uh, to dynasties. And I think that's because basketball really has like, you know, nine to 12 core players. Like the roster is 15, but like in the playoffs, you may play nine dudes, if that, right? So like you don't play like as many people as you do in the NFL or as you do in college football or as you do even in soccer, there's still like, you know, a whole element there of like for you to get to the top, you have to have also good seconds because there are some games where your seconds are just who you play with. So like with with the NBA, I can like the, the Lakers, I think of what they're going through right now is a really good example of this. The Lakers only really need to maintain like three to four of their core players that to yeah. be and see, competitive and, and, for and, championship. And, 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 there's an, and there's another problem. And I guess – and there's another problem that I have, and and this is gonna be really really crazy, and it's gonna sound crazy. Okay. Because the well, NBA, you know it. as long as well, you know I, that I, it I sounds a little it. crazy, I, I okay. know I know it sounds a little crazy, and this is and and this is all this is just no. As, as long as you know it, I'm I'm down. As long this, as you know yeah, this, it, I, this, I don't want to yeah, have to try to convince you this is crazy. No, but yeah, this, this, this is my podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I want to say. Damn it. So <laughs> so it's it's like this for me. This here's the thing with the NBA, and this is the problem. And and most people with say that this is I've had people tell me that the, the NBA is like one of the most player friendly leagues out there because the players actually dictate everything in the league and I get that mm. I really do give me let me finish let me okay. finish so the thing about it is it's like this like I said I think you break this down the NBA into three different categories if you're a fan in my opinion and this is my opinion you either are a fan of the NBA, meaning that you are a fan of basketball. You're a fan of professional basketball and you like to watch it at that level no matter what. You'll watch teams and players. You'll get into the stats and you'll dive in. You have those fans with every sport. So you meaning you have a, you're a fan of the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, then you have, in my opinion, the second 
part of that is you are a player fan, meaning that you are you have a specific player that you are a fan of, and that is who your man is, and that is who you're going to follow. And we all okay. know specifically one player who I <laughs> I'm not going to mention at this time. People, you know, are a fan of that person. That, Mm-hmm. It don't matter what team they're on. They, okay, okay, he's with this team. That's my team. He's with that team because they are a fan player. Okay, and but, several- just, but how is that different from what you just said about how you're like, well, I don't like basketball, but I like the Hawks. Like you're a fan of the Hawks, but well, you don't what, care that's about what I was, basketball. I, that's what. Well, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I like basketball. It's well, just the fact. You- and, and, here, and I'm going. Oh, well, I'm going into my third. <laughs> I'm going into my. I'm, I'm going okay. into my third it's round. The third. What do you got? The th- yeah. The third. Yeah. The third round is. Uh, fans of teams, which I feel like there are, you know, that fan group is slowly dying away because, I mean, you have. I'm a fan of the Atlanta Hawks. I'm a, I'm an Atlanta fan, so Atlanta mm-hmm. is my team. I don't. I like certain players in the NBA that play for other teams, but I'm going to root for the Hawks, so I'm I'm vested in them. But it just seems like for the last, I know for at least, you know, the Hawks have had some runs. Um, I guess you could say that. Uh, Several years back, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and got swept by, you know, LeBron and his crew. Uh, <laughs> and and after that, and, and and it was it was an organic mix of players. There was no superstar on that team. They just hit lightning in the bottle and they played very very well. Here's, and, here's and what so I'll me, say, and I, I think you, I think what you're doing is you're describing really two types of fans. You're giving a category of casual fans. So like a casual fan might be into like certain players. A casual fan might be into like just a team and a casual fan of basketball might be into like uh, basically just playoffs once playoffs start, then they watch. No, those are casual fans. And I get that. I'm not knocking it and saying casual, like, like that's a bad thing. I don't mean that to be, to be rude, but there's also like, I think fans who, uh, you know, like the sport of basketball, uh, who like that, a specific team. I think there are fans who who encompass all of that, like, you know, who like a certain team, like certain players. Like, I, and, and I'll use myself as an example. Like, I like the Hawks, uh, but as we were saying before we started this, um, on my NBA league app, which I do have, I also have a fantasy basketball team. So, like, I'm I'm invested. But on my fan, on my uh, NBA league app, I have, like, you gonna, you gonna never 20. You're going to never catch me in that I have like 20 oh, fantasy basketball is great. Uh, both rotor, both roto and head to head points. But uh, it, I have like 20 favorite teams in my NBA league app. And it's because like, I really do want to follow like the scores and bo- I, I look at box scores. I watch games. Uh, I don't know how, how much time I'm going to have coming up uh, because, you know, I, I just started a new job, but I legit, like made time to just like watch. Like I told you multiple times, I think I've said on the show, I watched every Hawks game at least once, if not up, more than up. once, I'm, like I'm proud and of I'm multiple proud of other, well, multiple, multiple other NBA games as well. So like, I think there's the thing I would tell you is that there's nothing wrong with being a casual fan. I think there are a lot, there's a lot more ways. And I think there are a lot of those same casual fans in other sports, like in the NFL, for example, there are people who are just Tom Brady fans who, as soon as, he went uh, to Tampa Bay. They're like, all right, yeah, cool. So let's get a Absolutely. Tom Brady Tampa Absolutely. Bay jersey. And I, I get that that's annoying. I think the NBA probably, uh, because it is, their players have more power in that league, I think that they're – and because they are so much more the face of a team, you know, when there's only like – again, when there's only 12 dudes on the team or 15 dudes on the team, like 
three of you are guaranteed to be stars. <laughs> and when you have 50 dudes and three are guaranteed to be guaranteed to be stars, it's just a smaller ratio. Yeah. But and I mean, and I, short, like I said, I have my yeah. own. I like I said, I have my own personal views and opinions on on different things. And I I, I have a disdain. I guess I, there are certain types of fans I don't like, and that's a whole other yeah. podcast that we have to get into at a later date. So by me being an Atlanta Hawks fan, I want my team to be great. I want my team to do good. And sometimes I feel like we get slighted, whether it's the the lottery, whether it's you know trying to figure <laughs> out why superstars won't come to this city. It's a great city. Atlanta is winning. Atlanta is winning, guys. You can come here and play. You don't have to be scared. I know. You, I know half of the NBA. Your side chicks live here in Atlanta. Well, no. But guess I think what? Some of it is. Some of it is also because <laughs> uh, there are. Uh, there's some of it is like culture, uh, not of the the city, but culture of the team. Uh, and right, no, Atlanta right now, it, especially in the last, I want to say like two years, uh, was in a rebuild phase, and for a lot of players. Especially again, remember players have a lot more power in, in deciding where they go. Uh, for a lot of the players in the NBA, like veteran players are looking for a team that has a shot to get into the playoffs to win now. Especially for veteran players who are like in that middle contract where like they're trying to like lock in that last big contract they have while they're in their primes, and so they're they're less likely to want to play at, at like an Atlanta. Yeah, just so they, because so they want they. They 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 start you know what I call in my opinion and we're not gonna go too much in this. Well, we're ring chasing and, and that's something wrong with that. They, I, they, they, they ring they ring chasing and they, they call they're trying to submit a like, legacy. Hey. I don't I don't have an issue with that. I think there's nothing wrong with trying to submit your legacy and I think like and, and this but is off do, topic a bit. Get, you can, but, but you I, can I do think that. like hold we've gotten on, into this. Oh, go ahead. But no, I'm saying you could do. Here's the thing, and I and this is why sometimes I feel like I get slighted. But and and I, I don't want to get too far off topic because we got some other stuff we need to get into into the show tonight. Yeah. What I what I say is is like this here, you know what we saw with the exception I think of Golden State is kind of like organic. It was a combination of, of free agents and they 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 did very well in the draft, and I get it. So Golden State was able to win some championships, and then like I said. Other people came along, like KD came along later. He ended up winning the championship with Golden, mm-hmm. Golden State, right? So, but it's like it's almost like this here. You could literally, like you said, with the you know small teams and 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 what you're able to do. Because let's be realistic, there are only so many quote unquote superstars in the league. You could literally go any damn where in the in, I mean in the league and do. If everybody wanted to say, okay, you know what? Uh, let's go mm. to Sacramento and do this shit, or let's go to Orlando and do this. It seems like it's like okay, well. Like right now, the, the flavor of the month, and I'm just saying this, I'm gonna put this out and then we're gonna move on. Okay. Flavor of the month, like right now, is Brooklyn. Like everybody's trying to get to Brooklyn, right? You got Kyrie there, you got KD. There are rumors oh, of the Brooklyn beer possibly trying to go there. I feel like Milwaukee's probably a little hotter right now. Uh, Brooklyn has, 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 you know, brought the attention, like, you know, other guy, like you said, if they wanna ring yeah. change, let's go to Brooklyn. And I'm like, you know, Brooklyn is, you know, from, there's a lot of reasons that you can, you know, say Brooklyn is a big market was, Oh, it's weird. It's, it's in a big it's, market. It's in city. New York, really. That's yeah, just it's, it's in New, New York. York. That's that's just that's the a, reason. Nobody, nobody, that's nobody's the saying okay. Let's because I'm gonna be realistic. Like if you got max money to pay a superstar to go to Utah and say, hey, let's bring five or six guys out here to goddamn Utah, you know, like John Stockton and Carl Malone did it. Nobody's going to Utah. Let's no, you're be realistic. Like you gotta, you gotta have you gotta have a team that has a shot at a ring. Like if like for instance, I feel like if Atlanta, uh, for example, with their their young squad they posted up last year, if Atlanta had made the playoffs with that young squad, then they become a little bit more tenable because like, all right, well, we just need one or two more veterans. The problem with that is that uh, it's rare for like a squad to be that young and to make the playoffs. I think the only other squad that really had the same youth 
that made the playoffs this year was Memphis, where they had a really young squad, but they were able to make the playoffs because uh, they just were that level of talent. And unfortunately for uh, the Atlanta Hawks, while offensively, I think they are probably one of the most talented young squads in the league. Uh, as I've been saying, defense is it, well was their issue. I don't know if it's going to be their issue going forward, but was All right. Well, let's just let's let's jump into it because we got a lot to cover here, and we, we we're running out of time. We don't want to be here all night, so check it out. So yeah, so the NBA, so the past season is gone. We're gonna do this really quickly. Yada yada yada. L.A. Lakers win 17 franchise championship against Miami in the bubble down there. Whoop de whoop de whoop. They beat a scrappy Miami team. Okay. And that right, I, so, I wish they, I wish they hadn't been played <laughs> by injuries. I wish I wish they had got a chance to play at full health because you know I'm, I'm not a fan of either team truly, but I would have liked to have seen them like go at it at full health. Like Goran Dragic, it's, it's, Goran it's Dragic going down is was a big was a big. It's deal. 2020. It's 2020. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we, we'll chalk it up to that. So moving on. So here we go. We just had the draft that came up here a couple of uh, weeks back, and we're gonna it's gonna this is gonna be heavily excited. Um, <laughs> we, we're gonna talk heavily about it about, about Atlanta's picks, but we'll we'll talk about some of the other picks as well. I know Jay has up the picks. Uh, the the well, I guess the top ten is what we're really concerned with, like those lottery picks. So Jay, any any intriguing picks outside of we'll talk about who the Hawks drafted in just a second at number six, but any other intriguing picks and any good fits that you saw in that top ten? Um, I think the top ten, all of the teams did a really good job of addressing need. Um, so I really liked uh, Patrick Williams going to the Bulls. He's already starting to like pull a lot of heat. Um, I don't know if you saw like there was uh, like him practicing and they were like just kind of showing footage of him practicing, looking really good. Um, I liked the pull for uh, the Timberwolves of drafting Anthony Edwards. Uh, it seemed like it was a good fit because they have two very ball dominant players in uh, Towns and Russell. Um, and I've, I've, I'm interested in the Warriors pick of James Wiseman, um, mainly because in the Warriors system, I feel like either I don't know if rim running gets you as far as being able to shoot and Wiseman, he, you know, he's an athletic monster and he's seven foot one and he's like 19 and everyone's like, he moves like a ballerina and we all love him, but I, I need to see him can, shoot. Can he shoot threes from the, from half court? That's all they want well, to do can, and go to That's well, no, all they can, want to see. <laughs> can he, but he needs to be able to space the floor. And I mean, with, uh, before it was like with Curry and Thomas, but now Thomas is hurt, or Thomas, excuse me. Uh, but now he's hurt. Uh, Kelly Uber is not the shooter that uh, Clay is. That's just the way that's going to work out. Like Kelly Uber is a good shooter, but he's not he's not Clay Thomas or Thompson. Excuse me. And my concern is is that like Draymond Green is okay, but you have one real floor spacer currently. Uh, Wiggins is kind of unproven. Are they still even playing him? So like it, it'll be interesting. Like they they're they don't have a lot of free agents that can come in and replace who they have, and I feel like the injury. Uh, really is gonna be what makes them more in, like invincible. I guess not, not I guess not invincible this year. So they're they're really vulnerable this year. But yeah, outside of that, uh, also Obi Toppin to the Knicks. Shout out to the Knicks. They finally got like a they got a killer. I, honestly, Obi Toppin is a, a dunker, monster. A dunker. He's a, a monster. Dunker. He's a monster. Like he's an offensive <laughs> monster. Like everyone's like talks about his dunks, but he's got a great offensive game. They got it. They got a killer. Like in, in like two or three years, uh, we might be talking about Obi Toppin as as being, you know, like a Jason Tatum. He just needs to improve on his defense. Okay, okay, we'll hold you to that. We'll see how he how he progresses here in the NBA moving forward. So let's talk about these Hawks at number six. Okay, yeah. Um, I I, I did not, you know, and we talked about this before. It's kind of hard to to follow, um, 
the the college the collegiate ranks. I mean, you know, a lot of people they get into it deep. They start following these kids AAU. I mean, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. But it, here's the thing: Hawks draft, and I hope I'm getting this right. Uh, On Ye Ku Okungwu. Wow. I hope Onyeka I, I hope I did that right. Onyeka yeah, Okungwu. Oyeka Onkwangu. Yeah, that's that's it. That was that. Ooh, so Okwangu so, yeah. uh, <laughs> is a six foot nine center. I, I, I started to say USC, but I, I paused. He, but was, he's, he went to USC. He did go to USC. He's a six foot nine center. Uh, he is basically uh, kind of in that same range of like Pascal Siakam, uh, John Collins. Uh, you know that that has a touch I from the some, free- some 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 Bam out of Mayo. Uh, Bam, yeah, uh, Bam out of bio. It's it's that. Bio, yeah. So a lot of it is it's the the stretch four or five who has the ability to uh you know maybe not run the offense because we don't know if he has like the vision and and the ability to to handle the ball in this level at this level, but he has the free throws that they think that he has to touch to be able to step outside. Uh, he has the bounce so that he can rim run, and he has shown good defensive instincts. So all across the board, I feel like it's he's a good fit for this this squad. Uh, the crazy part is if he had just come out a year early, or if he had joined the team last year, he probably would have started. Uh, he's not probably gonna. He's not even gonna. He's gonna have to fight for starting minutes on this team. One which of the, is wild. The, the the interesting things that I saw about him uh, when I started to do a little research on him was that mm-hmm. he actually played at Chino Hills, and if that sounds familiar to anybody in basketball circles, that's the same high school that the Ball Brothers went to, and yeah. I want to say he played with. The young Le- Leangelo, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say he played with Leangelo. Um, he might have. I'm there actually at, not sure. At, at, at Chino Hills, uh, once I, when I did some research, I, I you know I looked across the board to like get some some good uh, info on the kid. A lot of you know s- several sites had him graded out as an A plus, um, a good fit for the Hawks. The Hawks took best available here. They took best available. Some people actually no had him rated higher it. than James Wiseman, and uh, yeah. it's it, honestly, I I don't. I'm not mad at this pick. Uh, and we talked about this a little bit previously as well. You know, at the time that they took this pick, they were having issues trying to lock down John Collins. And as far as I know, they might still be negotiating with him. Uh, so John Collins, and as we talked about, you know, right now the Hawks are kind of loaded in the front court uh, with Bruno Fernando, Clint Capella, John Collins, now uh, Aneku, Aneku, now I'm having a hard time with his name, Onyeka Nkongru, um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm missing one. Uh, they just picked up Gallinari. Uh, so like, well, with, see, uh, you, you just wanted to sneak that in. We, we were going to talk about that. Later. With, well, with, but they're lo- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're loaded right now in the front court, and they can stand to lose a player. Uh, and you know, if John Collins is the player that they lose, which theoretically should be, uh, why would they trade away Clint Capella? They haven't even played him yet. Um, but if John Collins is the player they lose, you know, he's a dude who's 20 and 10, shot over 40 percent from the three point line. Like you can get some really good assets back for him. And what I'm interested to see is what do you get back for him? Because like, do you get like, like you're kind of set across the board. Uh, like you're basically just doing uh, essentially a trade for money. If you, if you trade them, so you get back a slightly lesser, you know, starting power forward and then some other like what two way player or some other contractor or player that you're going to end up having to drop anyway. Cause I think they're at 15, like I think they're at 15. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. It's, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, they kind of loaded there in the front. Um, so let's let's just get into. Um, they they did draft another kid. I think. Uh, do you know the second kid? Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. One sec. It was, it was a guard. I think I I want to say it was it was a guard. That they, it's uh, Skylar Mays. 
Skylar Mays. So um, that'll be interesting. Uh, you know, second round draft picks uh, famously um, are kind of crapshoots. I mean, like sometimes they turn out to be. I mean, sometimes they turn out to be great players and you know, good, decent, solid role players. At the best, you can hope he just turns into someone who actually does get called up from, uh, you know, the 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 G League and actually plays. Though I don't think there is a G League this year. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see how it all works out. So like, let's let's move move right along here. Like I said, we got a lot of other things to cover real quick. So we you you already talked about one of the people that they signed here in free agency. So we're moving fast into the season, uh, NBA season is going to start. I think right after Christmas, if I'm not mistaken, or something. December twenty second, actually. So around right okay, so right before Christmas, sometime around there. So the Hawks. So I wanted for Christmas. The Hawks had a a lot of a lot of money. They did play with the most the most in salary cap, the most out of any team in the NBA. So we move right into free agency. The first pickup, you know, there's a lot of teams connect, a lot of players connected to the Hawks. But the first uh, signing that they did, they were able to handle was a guy by the name of Danilo Gallinari, who played for Oklahoma City. He's a forward, uh, a wing guy. Uh, I looked it up. He's about 38 percent career from the three point line, averages yeah. about 16 points a game. So he's like instant his, offense. His, so his, how do you feel about this? This signing? I, at the time of the start ending, I didn't agree with it. It was because he's not a defensive player and we need defense. Uh, he's okay. Like the only thing that you can say about him is um, he's a veteran. And so he plays the type of defense you expect from a veteran, but he's not, he's not a defender. Um, but uh, as far as just how he locks in, like I said, there's also that, that component of uh, d- does he slide into the three then? And because his natural is, is a four and he's a better power forward in the current league. And if he's sliding to the power forward, then what does that do with John Collins? Yeah. And well, we'll see how they, with that, you know, Lloyd Pierce, they have their work cut out for him trying to see where you fit him in uh, on, on, on the floor. But like I said, he, he, he brings some instant offense. Like I said, yeah. looking at, you know, 16 points a game uh, because let's be realistic. Trey young, you know, shoots, you know, from, from half court, he does a lot of things, you know, from the three-point line, but it was brought to my attention that his actual percentages are not as very high low. as you would like for them to be. Very, very low, low from behind the three-point line. And then you have another guy who can shoot very well by the name of Kevin Herter um, that will probably be coming in off the bench who's a good shooter. So it's going to be interesting to see what Laurie Pierce is able to do and how he's going to get these guys on the court to, to stir up some offense. So the next signing that I want to talk about moving forward here is a guy that, you know, is very well known, damn near played for every team in the league. It's a guy by the name of Rajon Rondo, who's a veteran point guard who's coming off uh, winning the championship with the Lakers. And he comes to the Hawks now. He's okay. long in the tooth, ending his career. I, I don't Let know me finish the bio, cool. man. Ahead, Let me ahead, finish the bio. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's he's long in the tooth. He's he's coming in here. He's a veteran. He's he's going to be a veteran presence for this uh, young Hawks team. We talked about how young they were. Uh, he has a lot of playoff experience. Like I say, he's played for damn near every team in the league. So, Jay, now, <laughs> Rajon Rondo, how do you feel about the Hawks and them signing him? So the thing about Rajon Rondo is I I I don't like a player who uh, is known for only trying when he thinks the games matter. Um, so like Rajon Rondo uh, is famously known for being playoff Rajon because like you know when the games count he he steps up, but he's also known for like taking games off. Uh, if if he plays at the level he's capable of playing at, I think he he's a really good backup point guard. He has shown himself at least 
to be a really intelligent uh, student of the game. So hopefully he'll be able to like help guide and, and like teach uh, Trey something, just help him, you know, him as he continues to develop, especially from a defensive standpoint. Um, I will say that if I had to have someone teach Trey Young how to play defense, I would want someone who uh, doesn't want to play every single play. And so plays defense like, you know, he takes risks. And if you watch Ray John Rondo, he does this. He'll take risks for for steals, and he's really, really efficient at it. And I, I would like to have him hopefully, like, share some of that wisdom with Trey Young. Oh, I don't know. We I don't know if Trey gonna ever get into this deep that defensive uh, mentality. But well, I don't know. Maybe maybe Rajon Rajon will get into it when it counts. But if you watch uh, a lot of basketball with him, he also will get out of it when it, it he doesn't care. And I would like at, at the very least when he's into it, he's he's really good at hawking ball lanes. He's on. He's on. Yeah, he's really good at just like chasing down passes, and hopefully he he can impart some of that wisdom with Trey. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I like him. I'm like, I like him here for the veteran presence. And the reason I say that is because, you know, the Hawks have not had a lot of love here when it comes to free agency. And that's a whole nother topic of conversation. I think we have to go back to at a later date to talk about why just the, the, the culture here. And I know part of some, some of it, but now we're moving forward. So we, we want to see guys come here, come play here in Atlanta. Okay. This is a nice city thing. Georgia's blue. Okay. You could come here. I know a lot of your side chicks <laughs> Yo. are here. Okay. But you can come here and play and it'll be okay. Okay. Atlanta it's a nice, got it's a, very, a very lot. Nice Atlanta brought in uh, a lot of players this this time around. And like I said, when we were talking about this before free agency opened and before the draft, uh, a lot of the players I was targeting, like Drew Holiday and uh, like Kelly Oubre Jr. or um, there was one other big name that I really wanted. Oh, fucking Joe Harris. I, when we were talking about like players I really wanted to come to Atlanta, we were, you know, I'm shooting for the moon. I'm hitting like, like you know, star power. Uh, while I'm not a hundred percent on board with all of these picks as they were happening, I think some of that was just because I was biased towards these bigger names. I think this <laughs> this is the start of you know legitimate star power coming to Atlanta. Gallinari mm-hmm. is uh, you know he's never made an All Star team, but he is now of course the highest paid uh, non All Star uh, above thirty. So like he is worth the money. He's he's really really good. And he's shown himself time and again to adjust to multiple different types of styles of play. So it's not that he's he's not good. I, I think it's just he's never had the opportunity. I think to be an, an, an all star. And who knows? Maybe this is his. Maybe this is his. This year. might be it. This might yeah. be it. So one one more player that we're going to talk about here because we're almost up against the Mark J. We're going to definitely have to come back and do another episode of this. But one more player. So as of right now, when by the time this episode airs, it could be all said and done. He could be officially an Atlanta Hawk, but. Uh, right now, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's been mm-hmm. a shooting guard out in Sacramento, uh, very good guy. I looked it up. Career 37.4% from the uh, three-point line, averages about 13 points a game. He's 28 years old. And the reason I bring up the three-point stats is because the game has changed. We've talked about this. It's evolved. So you want shooters out on the court because a lot of teams have guys that are that are dead-eyed marksmen, bullseye guys when it comes to shooting threes, and they can sh- literally shoot you out of the gym. If you don't have guys that can score and keep uh, up with these teams, you don't have stand a chance, um, unless you're going to be very, very hard-pressed on defense. And we both know, Jay, that the Hawks right now defensively, that's, you know, we can score 150 points, but we're going to lose by 153. So. 
Yeah. Well, you know, the thing want... about him that's that's also good is he's a shot creator as well. So he can make his own shot. He can create for other, everyone else. And right now, as it stands, uh, Kevin Herter it has been the secondary shot creator for Atlanta. And while he is, you know, okay, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a huge upgrade for that from that. And and really, uh, if you've been watching the Hawks, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is like Kevin Herter, but all of his stats are higher, and he's just. <laughs> He's just better. He's just better at it. And honestly, uh, you know, maybe Kevin Herter gets to that point because uh, he, he, I think he might be a pure shooter. But when it comes to just just uh, one of the just sickest playmakers, like he's really, really good at getting his own shot. And that's something that, you know, maybe Trey is able to invest more in defense if he's not at like a 30 plus usage rate on offense. Okay. Okay. So I mean, like I said, by the time this episode airs, he could be officially a hawk. The Sacramento Kings <laughs> have uh, they have time to match, and we talked about this, Jay. In your opinion, do you feel like it's safe to say that he will be a hawk? You know what? I don't want to say it, and here's why: because like they they do have the opportunity to match, and while they won't be able to field much of a team, uh, I could see them thinking in their minds, you know, we might as well keep him as and just eat the you know basically. Uh, eat a bad season with a bunch of overpaid, like two really high played players, <laughs> and not a very good it's team. A, it's a it's a seventy two million dollar, I think, four year deal that's on yeah. the table. And see, so they just gave De'Aaron Fox like one hundred sixty five million. They got to sign. Uh, I want to say what it was it Tyree Halliburton they they uh, picked. Um, so they have a lot of people that they have to like lock up. Yeah, they just signed. They got to sign Tyree Halliburton. Um, they don't have a lot of money and, and this would definitely put them over the salary cap by a lot. And most teams don't want to be like well over the salary cap and then also put up a losing season. So hopefully they let him go uh, just to save salary cap money and like hold on to the idea of like 2021. Uh, but I, I don't want to say for sure they're going to do it. They Everything in me makes me think that they won't. And I like the fact that if they do it though, they can't trade them. So they really do have to eat that first year. <laughs> <laughs> if they sign him and I mean, he, he deserves the money a hundred percent. I just wish he could play at a better team, AKA Atlanta. I think, I think, I think it's going to happen. We'll see. We'll but see. Even we'll see how it all him, plays out. Even without him. It says, here's the thing. Uh, without him, we still have uh, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter uh, to plug into that, that second guard spot. Chris Dunn also got picked up and I low key hope if Bogdan Bogdanovich doesn't, uh, come, I want him to be here, but if he doesn't, Chris Dunn is a really good person to plug into that 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 slot. He's not the best three point shooter. I think he's somewhere around thirty two percent for his career, but he's a killer defender, like an amazing perimeter defender. Where you can literally put him on the one through three of the other team, and they he will lock them. All right, Jay. So look, I'm gonna stop you right there. I know we we it's, we had to mark, and we gotta. We got to say some of this stuff for another episode. So, man, I appreciate you coming on and helping me talk about, uh, you know, one of my least favorite sports to talk about. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like basketball, man. And I, I think I'm going to get more into the NBA this year just because I, I am intrigued and I am excited just as you are with some of the additions that the Hawks have brought. Because the Hawks yeah. are my team. And I, I I'm also Clint, excited. I want to see Clint Capella play. I haven't seen Clint Capella in a Hawks jersey yet. Uh, yep. I still – I still – I really – that that starting lineup if Bogdanovich signs is even no matter how you 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 shuffle like players around, that's a really good offensive starting lineup. Like it will be. 
and even defensively, like Gallinari is a bit of a, a defensive liability, but on the flip side of that, uh, Herder can defend, Collins can defend, Capella can defend, uh, Onkongu off the bench can defend, Chris Dunn off the bench can defend, Ronda when he's invested off the bench can defend. <laughs> There's a lot of really, really good players off the bench who can defend and who can score. I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited cool. to see like the cool. steps that like Cam Reddish takes and Fernando. I I'm really excited for the for this season. It's gonna be dope. That's what's up. We'll come back with another show. So as always, guys, follow us on Twitter, the Leo G Show, the number one on Twitter. You can follow me also. That's at Southern Set. I go by Bruiser the Butcher on Twitter. You can follow me and hit me up or any anything you want to talk about, discuss sports, uh, maybe politics. I don't know. But if you really want to smoke, if you really want to go at somebody, you can always go at adjective underscore J. You can go at J, my co-host. He'd be more than willing to, to to hit you with all the smoke if you got some 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 problems or some beasts, but hopefully you won't have them. And also make sure you hit Jay's uh, comedy page. It's at uh, J Jones Comedy, uh, J Jones J O N E S Comedy dot com to see what he's doing. He's got some comedy stuff in the works coming up, uh, streaming um, that you guys will be interested in. Jay, once again, I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> and we're going to be back for another edition of NBA here momentarily it's been another edition of the Leo G show I hope you enjoyed it